Good morning, I'm Julie Clayton. I'm a qualified Grade A uh, driving instructor and I have a background of 30 years in policing and experience in dealing with criminal and civil law. And what we're looking at today is the issue of supervisor's role and responsibility. And you think, well, why do I need to know what the role is? It's simple, I just get in the car and, you know, I try and practice some driving. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not quite that simple. And some people can sort of come unstuck because they're not aware of the specifics of the role of supervising a learner driver. So let's look at the issues. First of all, what's expected of a supervising driver? Well, there's some legal requirements in terms of how old you need to be. Uh, you have to be 21 years of age and have held a, a full driving license, either manual or automatic, for at least three years. And you have to ensure the car is in a safe condition, legal, and you have to meet the minimum eyesight standard for driving. You also have to ensure the car displays L-plates. You're responsible as a supervisor to ensure that you have a correct license, but also that the learner driver has a valid license for the class of vehicle. So these are quite key points, but does it go a little bit further than that? Supervising a learner driver has to be taken on a voluntary basis, so you can't take payment for it, otherwise you could fall foul of the laws which govern uh, professional driving instruction. In addition, your supervisor must be in, in control of the vehicle in the context that they must be not passive passengers, but actually supervising the driving in an active way because it can be prosecuted in the event of an accident where they failed to take action. Learner drivers in law are also viewed as having the same responsibility of care as an experienced driver, which when you first get in the car with a learner driver who's not had any um, taught instruction, uh, they can actually find it very difficult to control the vehicle. Uh, and this points to the fact that you really should be looking at getting the support of an approved driving instructor who can take the learner through those key early steps in gaining control over the vehicle. As a supervisor, it's really important to understand what your role is and what protections you need to ensure that you're not going to fall foul of the law, whether it's criminal or civil law. Can you, for example, uh, use a mobile phone whilst you're supervising a driver? Can you have had a drink uh, and get them to drive you home? These kind of questions come up. Well, unfortunately, no, you can't uh, without falling foul of the road traffic law. And if you're not able because of intoxication for whatever reason or because you're dealing with a, a tablet or a mobile phone to exercise control, you can be found equally liable for the conduct of the uh, learner driver. And there are a number of notable cases um, where death has been caused by careless or reckless driving of a, a learner, uh, where the supervisors themselves have found themselves in court and facing penalties and imprisonment. So the expectation is that as a supervisor, you have to know what the driver is doing you have to make sure that their driving doesn't fall below the standard of a competent and careful driver. And you have to take opportunities to keep the driving safe. If you don't take those opportunities um, and an accident occurs, you can find yourself in trouble.
Finally, there's a couple of issues around license and insurance. Um, don't ever assume that insurance covers you for supervising a learner. Always check with your um, insurance cover company um, what the criteria is. Some of them require supervisors to be older than the legal age for supervising a driver, and there's quite a few now have lifted the age to 25 couple of practical steps that you can take um, and I'll just go through those because we've highlighted the problems and it can make you quite nervous about supervising a driver. Well, the first one is, and it's quite simple, is get to know your legal responsibilities, understand the risks that supervision poses and that helps you to make a decision about when you should start private practice and what advice and guidance you need before you start that practice from your approved driving instructor. Liaise with your approved driving instructor before taking practice. Uh, if you can't speak to an ADI, there are some ADIs who are offering online services now like DriveHeart. So get recommendations, preferably from the ADI who's helping you with the learner's tuition because they'll know their progress and where they're up to. And get recommendations locally about what subjects to practice where. We use nursery slopes for those who are early in the uh, learning, um, which are uh, not congested areas, they're nice wide roads, um, so that there's lots of visibility. And we only progress on to more congested areas when the skills of the learner have increased. And principally, as a supervisor, try to avoid teaching new skills, but focus on practicing what has already been taught by a professional approved driving instructor. If you have taken your test some years ago and haven't had any sort of refresher training, try to ensure that you have knowledge of the current driving law and the highway code and look at what's covered in the driving test. It's published online by .gov and it's called the National Standards for Driver and Rider Training. So just get familiar with the subjects um, and talk it over with your ADI about where the learner is up to. Uh, and get specific recommendations from you on what should be practiced and where. Key discussion is when do should I start private practice with them? So the key point here is making sure that the learner has actually got control of the car. And critically, the very simple things about making sure your vehicle is fit for practice, it's taxed, and that it's equipped for private practice, um, relevant L plates being displayed. Uh, we also advise putting uh, small mirrors in so that you can look and see what the learner is looking at. Check if your own insurance also covers you in the event of an accident while supervising and will cover any legal costs that might be incurred. That's a, a short discussion with your insurance company. And know the risks and potential liability you could face in the event of an accident so that you're not just sitting passive, but you're actually taking action which will keep the practice safe. And you might want to talk to your ADI, your approved driving instructor, about what kind of interventions might be appropriate. We would always recommend working in conjunction with your uh, approved driving instructor. Um, if you need advice and guidance, uh, most ADIs um, are happy to have that chat with you. Uh, and many will allow you to sit in the back of the car so you can get to hear the language of um, coaching and teaching a learner 
and also the kind of timing that you need to um, keep the practice safe. Uh, and I'll just summarise, supervision is an active, not a passive role. Knowledge is power. And the next couple of sessions, we talk about um, preparing your private practice properly uh, and using the national syllabus to guide you on the kind of subjects that you could usefully practice. I hope this has been of use. And if you've got any questions, just message us or call us. And don't forget that DriveHeart sponsors free and not-for-profit resources for parents who are teaching a learner to drive and links to our free resources for parents can be found on the notes behind this podcast. Finally, thanks again for listening and we hope it's been of use.